Hello, Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that's becoming more and more debaucherous as it approaches the coveted episode 100. Only eight more to go. Anyway, I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined, as always, by my debaucherous little friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here. He's always had a taste for the successful life. <laughs> yes, of course. Mm, yummy, let me get a taste of that. <laughs> That's umami for you. <laughs> yes. Umami, <laughs> <laughs> oh that is, that is Ooh, right. Umami. Ah, I see what you did there. Umami, I'm about debauchery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, good for you, Daniel. I'm glad you're finally getting to taste a little bit of that success. Yes. Well, Janelle's here as well, but, you know, she's always been a bit of a party girl. I think we all know that. Definitely. Um, I do all the partying. <laughs> I stay up really late. Uh, I know there's more. Stay oh, up really else? late partying in The Sims. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. They don't need to know that last part. No, I go out to the to the clubs and we dance and we sing karaoke with the people that I created. It's fine. It's fine. And, it's a and lot then of you fun. get a notification. You get a notification about the some new DLC available for for Sims Four, right? Yeah. <laughs> you sound so sad about it. And then it looks exciting, and I have to debate. It's a fun game. What come at me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just, live, live, just living a little bit of that high life. <laughs> that virtual high life. That virtual high life, yeah. So there are no consequences for me in real life if I do dumb crap on there and fake life. Whatever, fine. Move on. Keep going. <laughs> well, it's getting worse. <laughs> well, Nate's here, and he's always been living that high life. I'm just a trendsetter. I was one of the OG board ape yacht buyers. Had to get into the biddies before anything else. Ah, <sighs> how debaucherous! I understood I all of that. I know. <sighs> the coins are only the way they are because I bit them first. Oh, <laughs> it's a little joke. I and have. this is why he's so lowbrow. He doesn't realize he cannot buy, you know, bite tokens that are digital. Oh, you got him. Mm. Yep, you oh. you told that other rich no. asshole. You can the in the thing. metaverse, Nate. Well, I was going to say, actually, so now I'm going into the metaverse and, you know, all this beautifulness where I can live in my 3D world of Google Maps where I can buy up all the real estate and sell it at a profit as soon as it takes off. Today's episode is brought to you by the metaverse. Yeah. No, and now God. with all the Doge coins I have, don't worry. We're going to the moon. To the moon. That's where all the people live debaucherously. That's how high we are. <coughs> we have to look down upon you peasants of Earth. Mm, debauchery. Well, Joel's here too, and he he's not quite up there. He's actually sinking to new lows in order to experience new highs. Yeah, actually, Josh, I, uh, I just woke up from my, my new best 96-hour uh, sleep uh, oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm working my way up to 240 hours oh wow so, um yeah I, and you just you can't even imagine what you feel after you wake up from a uh, a sleep that long 
I imagine I would wonder what century I was in. Yeah, it's a well, long time to sleep. Not long enough. Wow, man. I think Joel's winning here. Yeah. His life's getting a little too crazy. <sighs> oh, well, <laughs> finally, we have AJ, who in his pursuit of debauchery and living high, crossed that line many years ago. Yeah, I, um, you know, before I didn't uh, take time to experience anything at all. I just, you know, I, I woke up, I went to school, went back home, didn't feel any sense of accomplishment. And also just, you know, I just ate vitamins, just, you know, those chalky vitamins and then IV drip fluids and stuff like that. Just didn't think like eating was a thing. And then I, you know, I crossed that line. I, I, I just one day needed a sandwich and I, I took my time. I made the perfect sandwich and you know, eating food, it's pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm exploring this debauch you guys are talking about. And man, I, I like making a sandwich. That's, you know, it's a bit much sometimes, but you know what? Once in a while, you gotta, you gotta indulge. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm about to indulge in some D and D personally. Oh yeah, no, that I'm decadent, oh. decadent, decadent hobby called debauchery and decadence. <laughs> Debauchery and decadence. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, Josh, get me all grubby if you could. Yeah. <laughs> grubby the grubby. <laughs> grubby the grubby. That sounds like a God. sex move. <laughs> what? I hate this. <laughs> move on. This Alrighty is not the new then. Thing. Well, so before we get started and lose ourselves in the game, I will give us a quick recap. And then we will jump from the moon back into the action. So last episode, our heroes managed to kill the giant roper that had managed to rope them into an unfavorable situation, leaving its hundred babies without a mother. After that... Oh, why'd you gotta... Because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, it's awful. Well, you guys did it. After that... They descended down their rope into a watery chamber beneath their feet and continued onward through the cave until they came across a mage standing in a large empty chamber. And they were able to successfully sneak up to him with Gunner inches from his ear before Gunner gave him a quick greeting. So we will jump back into the action. If he tries anything, he's going over the edge. <laughs> uh, Aegon and Jasper are standing on the far end of the chamber on the other side of the river that is winding its way through this chamber, while Theo and Vez are much closer, only about 15 feet behind Gunner. But they see out of the corner of their eye the hulking creature made out of bits of flesh sewn together kind of turns to look at you guys as a response to the sound that uh, sounds that Gunner and the mage were making that it doesn't move otherwise. And Gunner is standing directly behind the mage. The mage has not turned around yet, but he is looking over his shoulder at Gunner, and he has some healed burns over the left side of his face. And the eye on that burn section has a glowing orange iris. And he looks at Gunner and he says, Well, I wondered when you'd get here. 
That's ominous. Okay. Um, but do, but do you want? Why are you asking me? You snuck up on me. Yeah, and I want to know why you're here, and if you don't tell me, that things are things might get ugly. Listen, I, I, I don't know. Listen, I don't know if you know, there's a thing over there. There's this abomination kind of crawling around. Yeah, I know that. He's, it's with me. Gunner, oh, push him. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Gunner shoves him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're going to have to give me an athletics check to shove him off. Well, actually, no, this is going to start a combat, though. Mm. <laughs> we're, just, we're not even going to try to get information? <laughs> <laughs> well, How very Jasper well, Gunner, of you. I mean, so actually, Gunner was preparing an action, so I'll let him do that first, and then we'll roll for initiative. I mean, here's the thing, Joel. That's the smart thing to do, but God, it's so much funnier if you do it this but way. But hold on, Josh. I, if I remember correctly, Gunner's prepared action was if the mage did anything hostile. Oh, that is a good point. He, he looked at it Yes, yeah, we will roll initiative. Roll initiative, guys. No, he rolled out a menacingly. That's that's. Take an initiative, Joel. Joel, why are you like this? Joel, take take another inspiration point. Oh, why? Thank you, Joshua. Man, I didn't get inspiration last time for outing my friends. It's because you use it. Well, I didn't didn't catch it. Oh, look, my inspiration was already full. Wild. Well, what do you know? Can Joel have a special cause where he's like allowed to have infinite inspiration, but he's just not allowed to use it? No, because then he'll start abusing it. You mean by trying to get us killed so he can get more inspiration? <laughs> I need to collect right. the inspirations. <laughs> My inspiration, yes. All right, come on, Mage, roll high. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, I'm looking up, I'm looking up the stats so I know his dexterity modifier. <sighs> Are you kidding He's me? He's gonna dodge out of the way and shove a counter off. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Good luck. Thunder, I'm far enough away. Thunder wave. He has, sh- he has to shove me twice to get me off the edge. <laughs> Not if he has thunder wave. I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah, that'll do it. Or is that? Yeah. All right. So Gunner yeah. moves to push the mage. You kidding me? <laughs> but he gets a twenty-one in his initiative. Oh my and god! And his eyes widen as he sees Gunner running towards them. So he pulls out his wand, points it to a point on the ground, and he's gonna cast Fireball at fifth level. Wait, this counts as a hostile <laughs> action, so he can use his help one, right? Nope. To push? That's not how that works. Ah, no, it. actually, I never got rid of it. So technically, I would still be able to do it. Well, no, you also just used your action to sh- try to shove him initially to initiate the combat. Well, no, you said he and then could. He well, he, than you. well, now, well, now semantics-wise, either I would get my action first, or I would be able to use my reaction in this case. Because Joe worked against us so and either, said he did Either get way, it. either way, I should get to shove him first. Ah, take that, Joel. Your own words against you. I I actually need a second to think about that because I do think that is bullshit. Because you also did just try to shove him already. But he didn't actually. Yeah, you're get the one to, that though. made the hostile action, so you can't you can't like say that he made a hostile action towards you because you started making a hostile action towards him. That that would break the prepared action rules. Well, but I either already used my action or I didn't. Basically, Daniel, I, I agree with Joel. I really don't think that's fair to do. I mean, if you feel that strongly, we can continue to discuss it, but 
provoking someone to do that after you move to do something else. Because you're making a move to do something else. You're not preparing an action. You are going to shove him, and then that's when initiative starts. And that kind of breaks the whole idea of holding an action. I can see your point too, Josh. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Because technically speaking, he had a time, he had a turn to uh, talk back to Gunner. So technically, if we were doing a round thing, Gunner spoke, then he spoke, and then Gunner would have acted again. So technically, if we were doing stuff like that, that makes sense. And so it would be a starting combat thing. Kind of like how a field lost his dodge thing. Well, no, I was just saying in previous con combats there's been a precedent that sometimes in cases like these the action gets to happen first in this case that it didn't so that's fine but that i didn't actually use my action or my reaction no so i cut i kind of lose in both cases i mean if you don't want to give it to me that's fine i'm i'm just i'm just stating what i think which i'm pretty sure is right but if it's wrong in your eyes then that's fine yeah i'm i'm gonna rule that way like that just that just kind of breaks the whole prepared action thing because then it's sort of a well I get to do it anyway because I provoked them into doing an action because the idea is when you roll initiative it's because now you are like moving forward to do something else right kind but, of thing but there have been other combats where people have done that and they got to do their thing well, did they have a surprise round though no can you give me an example because if I could if I can think of if I can remember the example then I can rule in your favor I mean, I don't remember the specific combat across 90-something-odd episodes, but so I guess that's fair. I mean, and I wasn't saying that to, like, shut you down. I was saying, if you can legitimately remember an actual example, then I will let you do it. <sighs> I'm trying to think what episode that was. I just don't think with Joel, honestly. The point is, is now that you're both hostile, he's actively trying to dodge and do things against you. So he'll be resisting you this whole time, since he knows you're hostile. Okay, fine. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not worth this much discussion. I just. I mean, I, I think it. I think it is because this could be pretty big. I just. I think since you decided to suddenly go hostile, I think that kind of, to me, that undoes all your prepared actions, as before. Yeah, I. I just mean that in, in either case, I didn't. I didn't get to use my action or my reaction. Which, to be fair, is a is a potential every time you hold an action, anyways, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, in this case, well, I'm gonna, I'm using, I'm using my power, my rights as a DM to make a ruling regardless of what anyone else thinks. <laughs> <laughs> I reject reality and substitute my own. Basically. All right, cool. So anyway, yep, he's going to cast fireball. Oh my god, that's a huge fireball. Oh man, good. Well, glad I stayed back. <laughs> yep. 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 I was thinking about that the whole time. Like he's just gonna fireball us. I'm gonna go bitch over here. So you guys are all going to have to give me a dexterity saving throw. Theo, Vez, and Gunner, as this fireball explodes around you. Uh, Theo has his danger sense and gets advantage. Uh, I did not do so well. I, I swear, I don't know what it is with these dexterity saving throws. Uh, so I got a 13. You're better than me. I got a 12. Oh, uh, Theo did pretty good. He got an unnatural 20. Yeah, well, you're also, yeah. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> All right. So, Gunner and Vez both fail, and Theo succeeds. So, Gunner and Vez both take 36 points of fire damage. Oh my god. I'm down. Me too. Oh my god. Yep. 
I mean, I don't know what you expect, so... Is it everything you dreamed of, Droll? It is, and more. <laughs> and more. And then Theo is going to take 18 points of fire damage, but it gets halved down to nine. Yeah. Let's go, Theo. So the mage is going to wave his hand, and there's going to be an explosion of fire, and Gunner is stumbling forward to try to shove him off the edge, but he gets caught in the blast and gets knocked to the ground unconscious. And Vez also gets blasted back and hits the ground hard, also unconscious. Both are horribly burned. And Theo is just standing in the this ring of blackened stone floor, looking around. And the mage raises his wand and points it at Theo, and he says, So, you gonna talk? Wait, like he's he's gonna pause the combat unless I say something? Like if I say something? Well, you have like a moment to respond. Basically, he's... You can surrender if you would like. <laughs> uh, Quick rage. Oh <laughs> right next to <laughs> <laughs> Do it. And get Vez get and Gunner in his fiery fiery aura. Well, since it's not a melee attack, it'd only be one auto fail, right? Fuck uh, off. <laughs> you, could, you could move first. Fuck right off. Man. I was going to say that. Clearly, Vez wants him to explode all the time. Is Jasper and Aegon going in front from now on, apparently? Yeah. <laughs> the one time we Aegon will go in front, yeah. We squander. Yeah, I'll go in that. front too. But Aegon also wouldn't have pushed, tried to push a guy off the ledge. Hindsight's <laughs> <laughs> well, 2020 now. I, I think Theo is just uh, super stunned. He goes, I, I'm going to do more than just talk. And then he's, uh, he's going to do his thing, but basically saying no. <laughs> okay. Shad move. Let's see if it works out. So he, then he's going <laughs> to yell uh, down the chamber. He's going to say, students, get him. But that's and the its lumbering, name? F- the lumbering flesh golem is going oh, to no. make its way in a beeline towards Fio. No! Oh, it has I hate just that. enough movement. It just like stumbles through, uh, it's, like smacking the ground with its gross feet. Even though it's made of stitched together flesh, it's not like rotting. It's all perfectly preserved. Like it looks oh. like fresh. Not bloody, but fresh. Oh, I hate that so and much. And it's going to make two slam attacks against Fio. Oh, God. Well, one is a crit. Yeah, I'll probably hit. And the other one is a 22 to hit. Yeah, that was a hit. So first the crit. That's going to be 25 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, my God. He's still up, but he's probably going to go down this next hit. Yeah, and the next one hit, so that is going to be 14 bludgeoning damage. Oh, my God. Yeah, if goes down, he just was not expecting this big of a hit for this thing. Fio's and down. then the mage shouts. So then Fio falls to the ground in a heap, and the mage shouts across to Aegon and Jasper, and he says, Are you going to continue fighting? Or are you going to throw down your weapons? They're not my friends. It's okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> plan on fighting. Don't listen to Jasper. He doesn't know what he's talking about. What did Jasper say? <laughs> I said they're not my friends. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Oh my god. And he shouts to Aegon. He says, "I know who you are. I know you're a healer. Yeah. I will let you save your friends if you throw down your weapons and surrender." Oh. Can we keep Theo? You can have the rest. <laughs> Whoa. 
No, no, we want them all. We want them all. Actually, uh, if you could take... No, I'm just kidding, Theo. Don't worry. <laughs> He's unconscious. He's unconscious. He can't hear you. Yeah. He so knows. First, we, first knows. we are going to go to Gunner's turn. So, Gunner, give me your first death saving throw. Oh, 16. God. Pass. Okay, that's your first pass. We'll move on to Vez. Vez, give me your first death saving throw. Um, it is... Oh. That's your first failure. And Theo, your first death saving throw? That's an 11. Okay, that's your first success. So then we're on to Jasper. Jasper can do nothing but drop the nothing he holds in his hand. <laughs> well, he can, like, raise his hands or something. Oh. And be like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. Like, if he doesn't, ha- if he doesn't have his spellcasting components in his hands. Yeah, Jasper just looks, he's like, puts his hands here. He's like, yep, you bested us. You win. All right. Aegon? Uh, similarly, Aegon uh, raises his hands and says, uh, I'm, I'm going to make my way over there. I'm not, uh, I don't have anything. And he nods his head and he says, if you take out anything more than a healing kit, I will blast you all away. Oh, all right. And Aegon moves across the river next to Vez. And once he is up next to Vez, let me see. I, I can never remember. Yeah, so Cure Wounds does not take a. Uh, uh, he said material. healer's kit? Well, but. You do need your spellcasting focus to cast a spell, though, right? Only if it's material, right? Because you're right. focused. That's, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is only verbal and somatic components, so Aegon oh, okay, is cool. going to cast Cure Wounds on Vez. Okay. Third, third level. Yay. Uh, so that is seven plus. Uh, seven, so that's 18. Thank you. And as a bonus action, he is going to give some of his healing light to Theo there. He's going to spin around and point at Theo. And uh, <laughs> I'll, give, uh, I'll give Theo 2d6s. Why not? Oh, well. Oh, and that's slightly better than average. Eight. I'll take it. Okay. And uh, he'll stand back up and just have his, his hands raised still. Okay, so now the mage is going to go. He is going to walk over to his pile of books away from the rest of you. And he's going to have his wand out. And he is also going to prepare an action. And I will be very specific about what he's doing. If anybody moves closer to him, he is going to cast another spell. Wait, did he not have uh, spell components? He has a wand. No, but he, he just found his wand. No, no he, he walked over books. to his like scrolls and books is what I meant when I said he moves over to his stuff. Oh, okay. I thought you meant he went over, he picked up his wand. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm playing as fair as I can. I'm not going to pull that shit on you. <laughs> no, he has his wand out. He's pointing his wand as he's walking away from you guys. And he's going to cast another spell if anyone makes a hostile move. And he, he's going to announce that. He says, any one of you takes another step closer, I will blast you again. Well, you can get closer to your friend to heal him. But <laughs> any closer than that. And then he waves his wand and he says, students, back off. And with a grunt, the flesh creature walks. So it's standing next to Aegon. Oh, God. And just kind of turns its head and looks at him with its blank, lifeless eyes. So, Gunner, death saving throw? Oh, man. 
17. Pass. Yep, you're good. That's two successes. Awesome. Think you guys are safe? Are Vez and Fio or Jasper going to do anything, or are you just going to leave it up to Aegon to go heal Gunner? You said I can't move closer, so uh, I can't move at all then. Fair enough. <laughs> do you think he'd freak out if she, like, stood up, but didn't move any closer, just stood? Um, Vez probably, like, starts to stand up and, like, keeps an eye on him, and he seems like he permits it. Okay, like, she'll raise her hands, you know, but just wants to stand up, and that'll be what she does. I don't know. I don't think he should trust her. She's always armed. <laughs> <laughs> Except she, all of her stuff went away because she got knocked out. So she's only got two currently. Plus he has made it clear that he is ready to blast them as soon as she tries to make a move. Yeah. Mm. She not doing that again. Phil yeah. uh, <laughs> will do the same thing. So they get up, but he's like rubbing his jaw. Cause he just got just super punched in the face. <laughs> Like he was—he knew it was gonna hurt, but that natural twenty just took him right out. I mean, that's basically just getting knocked the hell out with one punch, and he just—it threw him for a loop. And now he's very wary, so he's just going to slowly stand up. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna reach for his axe necessarily, because that's gonna be very menacing if he does that. <laughs> and he probably doesn't want that to happen. So yeah, that's that's all he's gonna do. He's just gonna stand up as well, just kind of check himself and try to get his bearings again. Okay. And Jasper's gonna hang back. So now Aegon can go heal Gunner if he so chooses. Yeah, he's, he's not going to step any closer because he's already out of spell slots. So he's just going to use two more of his healing light dice on Gunner. All right, and Gunner comes to. Oh, and Gunner gets super lucky because that is 11. Ooh, baby. Yeah, so I think nice. Gunner and Vez's uh, burns kind of like heal up rapidly and become more like a bad sunburn. Uh, their skin's still flaking off, though. Uh, Theo's feeling pretty good, though. Right? He's just got some bruised bones in his face. Some of his hair got a little singed. <laughs> Jaws dislocated. No, 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 I think that got uh, <laughs> Stop it. So is, <laughs> Stop. so is everyone standing down? Can we leave the initiative order? Uh, Aegon's not doing it. <laughs> no, Gunner's not going to do it. I, I think Theo would call out to him. fair and square. To make sure he knows, like, hey, just, like, chill out. <laughs> yeah, Theo's going to say, uh, Gunner, you got beat pretty bad there. <laughs> yeah, he was going to say, literally any words to Gunner at this moment are more provocation than anything. But Gunner will still do nothing. And he's going to wave his wand to a point on the far side of the room. Uh, and he's going to say, come on, move over there. Oh, God. Very begrudgingly, Fio will follow. Aegon will oblige. To everyone? Yeah, he's, like, telling everyone to, like, move to the far end of the chamber, so that way you're not close to him. Okay. Well, Gunner reluctantly does so. Mutters under his breath. It was a cheap shot, anyway. Doesn't matter. (laughs) 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 And after everyone's gathered over there, uh, he's motioning to Jasper as well. Okay. Guys, we gotta hurry up. Let's have to go deeper <laughs> oh in the dungeon. God. <laughs> and he, he looks at Jasper and he says, So, why don't you tell me just what brought you here? Hundi said you'd be coming. He didn't say what for or why. What's what's your interest in this whole thing? So you're not you're not Hundi? Nah. It's not me. Oh. That's the prof. Ew. This so I cool. hate this guy even more now. <laughs> so you're you're a student? Former student. I'm not really 
strongly associated with the Academy anymore. Not after the incident. She kind of glances at students, quote unquote, and looks back at him. I hate this so much. <laughs> he, he, see, he sees that and he's like, oh, that wasn't me. That that golem belongs to Hundi. What do you think he does to the students who try to steal test answers? I knew it! Yeah, I, I know. Um, so we're here to talk to him is originally why we came. Oh, is that so? Yeah. And he looks at Gunner. How very polite of you to ask nicely. Yeah, but whatever. You know, Gunner just kind of turns away and looks at his feet. So, okay, Jasper, ask him your questions. What questions? All we need to do is just get to the deepest part. Why? Yeah, Jasper, you don't even actually know what's down there, do you? No, I don't. That's why we need to go exploring. We need the information. I don't know anything. Yeah, you've been super vague. You've been super vague about like well, everything down here and very mysterious. You haven't told us anything. It's, very, it's not very nice. That's because I don't know anything. As you're speaking, Jasper has a vision. He sees uh, Priscilla standing at the far end of the chamber, somewhere along the wall between the two exits from the room. And she's just staring at Jasper. And then this time she, instead of just like disappear, he actually sees her crumble to dust in front of him. Jasper starts crying. <laughs> oh, Jasper, dude. It, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to badge you about it. I <laughs> feel you're being too hard on the boy. I didn't. I didn't. Th- I just wanted to ask a question. Gosh. Jasper, buddy. Well, hey, well, come sir, here. Jasper, you're getting oil everywhere. Well, well, sir, as you can see, we're we're coming down here because our friend he seems to he seemed to want to figure out what was in here, and we also knew your professor there was was here, and well, we need to talk to him. So I guess we're here for two reasons. And he kind of smiles a little bit, and he says, "So you're not here for the for the source, then, are you?" I I, I don't know what a source. We're not here for a source or anything, are we? I don't think Why so. Why is he with you? And he, he points at Theo. Well, he he's here to to screw things up, I think. Right, what? Theo? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck, man? I... And he, he, he's still pointing his wand, and he says, You, big guy with swirls on your skin. Yeah. Step forward. But why? Come on, step forward. I, I said step forward. <sighs> okay. Do what he says, Theo. Just... Just do it, Theo. Okay. Aegon, quit being a jerk. Come on, man. This is hey, don't cool. tell me what to do. <laughs> Theo just gives him the dirtiest look ever. Like, he's going to slap and the then, shit out of him. And then Theo sees just on the other side of Aegon is this lumbering flesh golem, and he just God. drools and stares at Theo. I hate it. He about throws up looking at it. He's like, he quickly turns away. And he steps forward uh, just like five feet or so in front of the rest of the group. What do you want? Just a little bit closer. A little bit closer. You're not going to do something weird, are you? Please bitch slap him. No, closer. He's going to gingerly, like, very slowly walk until he says to stop. Because this is, he doesn't like this at all. He's going to take a, he's going to take a step forward himself. And he's going to say, okay, that's good. And he's keeping his wand leveled at your allies behind you. Oh, so not at Fio? Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he's pointing, he could hit all of you, basically. Okay. And then he says, all right. Take off your clothes. <laughs> well, I'm not really wearing a shirt. And he, he says it again seriously. He's like, take off 
your clothes. <sighs> he uh, he slowly does that. He takes off his his uh, kind of shoulder pauldrons, just kind of like leather stuff, just kind of things that kind of protect anything falling. Not really wearing any sort of armor on his upper half. And then he'll he'll take like his, his leather trousers off, his boots, not in that order, obviously. <laughs> he's gonna take a, he's gonna struggle to get his pants off and then take his boots off. I, I'm sorry, I, I took my boots off. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. <laughs> you think you'd be good at this, I'll you know, be... with your quick release pants? <laughs> he doesn't have them. Anyway, yeah, wait, doesn't anyways. Theo have those pants that he can just rip Shut off? Shut up! No, <laughs> no, he's just super strong. No, he, just that, he just did it himself. Anyway, so he he does no, he's that. He's got assless chaps oh, on. Shut up! Like, get off of this scene. It's weird. So he he does it, <laughs> and he's he's kind of you know a little conscious of doing it, but he, he stands firm and just ready for anything. And the the mage steps forward, and he kind of starts to like walk in a semicircle around Theo. He's staying like outside of arm's reach, um, and he's like looking at the swirls and the patterns across your skin. He's not being weird weird about it, um, but he is like looking at all the patterns. Okay. Fia's just gonna stand firm and just ready for anything. And he says, So you really expect me to believe that you didn't come here for the source then? I don't know what you're talking about. We're trying to talk to the guy because we know he's involved with the valley stuff going on. Oh, Professor Hundi's involved with a lot of stuff. Well, I'm sure, yeah, academics, I guess. They have charities. What's your point? What's... What do you want? Quit being so cryptic. And he kind of looks at you quizzically and he says, you really don't know, do you? I, I guess not. And he looks, oh, he looks, he, and he looks over at uh, Gunnar and Jasper and he says, none of you know how conjuration magic works. None of you. Gunnar looks over to Jasper and, and he, he, in the back of his mind, he's like, well, Jasper probably knows, but do I? Gunnar sure doesn't. <laughs> but he, he continues on and uh, he says, when a soul comes into the world, it needs a body to inhabit, or more precisely, matter of some sort for it to exist. If a soul enters this world and their original organic destination fails to manifest, they have to create their own out of the world's energies. That's how elementals come into being. Animals lead to the lesser elementals and the souls of higher beings become more powerful elementals. But oftentimes you can bypass this by summoning, summoning a soul from beyond and forcing it to create a body for itself. That is the art of conjuration. And he looks at Theo, and sometimes things get a little weird. You've experienced things, haven't you? Well, I mean, I am an adventurer. It's not what I'm talking about. And I think uh, Theo quickly like kind of looks to the side and, and remembers that night um, in his house and then just kind of gets absent-minded but then looks back at him again real quickly. I mean, some things. And then he thinks about uh, another instance up on a hill. Yeah. And he smiles a little bit and he says, Years ago, when I was still with the Academy, I did some work with Hundi. Some very powerful fire magic and we failed or so I thought then I saw those patterns on your skin those patterns are lifted directly 
from my notes. Not my own experiments, but what I've gleaned learning from Professor Hundi and his associates. Theo is just wild-eyed, and he, he doesn't really know what that means, but he's, he's super upset now, and he's really clenching his fists. He's angry and confused because he thinks he knows what he means, if it's related to something in his backstory or not. What are you saying? I'm saying that you're a very unique person. And he just kind of smiles to himself. Honestly, it's almost poetic that you'd come here. Did you start that fire? What fire? The one that burned down my house. I I would have no idea about that, personally. Perhaps your other half started the fire. What do you You mean? Sometimes, when you conjure an elemental, you capture the soul of something that has recently passed, something that has recently died, and you manifest a body for it. But there's a magical backlash, and the original body does not die at the exact moment the elemental is formed. So, you end up with a being a flesh in an elemental with a shared soul. And he looks, kind of like lowers his wand a little bit. It'd be interesting in seeing what happens when you reach the source. The bottom of this cave, there is a wound in the world that leads to the next. A place where we can access the wellspring that souls well from. It'd be curious to see if one would be attracted to you, seeing as you are short on the number of souls that you need. What? That's crazy. Oh my god. I, I think Theo just starts looking at his hands and, and just being very puzzled and having sort of an existential crisis with what the heck this guy is talking about. And every fiery instance in his in his past growing up, just trying to figure out if that was related to this or, or not, and he's He's just so confused right now, and he's so upset. He starts crying a little bit, and then she starts steaming off of his cheeks. And he says, oh, now don't cry now. You're embarrassing yourself. He just clenches his jaw. I just don't understand. Souls have to come from somewhere. They don't just manifest on their own. Well, are you going to let us go or what? And Sophia clenches his fists and is just kind of ready for anything. He's kind of done talking now, and he just wants to kick the crap out of this guy, but he knows that he's at a very severe disadvantage. And he says, for academic purposes, perhaps, it'd be very interesting in learning about your experiences, should you survive. (laughs) Oh my god. And he gestures to students, and he starts to kind of circle around the group, and he says, I'll leave you here for now. Take a rest, lick your wounds, and then you can continue on yourself. We'll see how that goes. I don't think Professor Hundi will mind. He's always been interested in strange experiments. I think he'll see this as a as a win. And he starts to back out of the room with his flesh golem at his side. And he says, you guys can rest here. I'll be waiting at the entrance of the cave for a full report. Don't disappoint me. And he and his golem disappear into the room with the waterfall. And you can hear the golem grunting as he uses it to climb the rope that you had left there. <laughs> what a nice guy. Yeah, I, 
<clears throat> I think as soon as he leaves the room, Gunnar goes from like a hostile stance. He just kind of collapses to the ground where he's like, Oh man, that uh, did not pan out, huh? Oh, cheer up, Gunnar. Look, he left a bunch of stuff over there for you to go through. Honestly, I, right now, I could just use a nap. <laughs> oh, well, perhaps we'll do that then. But I don't trust anything in this cave, so everyone gather around. I'm going to make up the thing. Gunnar's uh, trying to... With the little energy he has, he's trying to corral everybody around him so that he can make a tiny hut as a ritual. Uh, Theo just doesn't say anything to anybody, and he'll just slowly get dressed. He's just thinking to himself, like super deep in thought, just ignoring everyone else. Yeah, this time he puts his boots on first, right? For sure, for sure. Well, because he's already ruined the bottom of the pants because he like pushed, he like stretched the bottom with his boots to get them off in the first place, so they're easily slipped on. So, Nate, I do have a question. How's Jasper feeling? Because some of what the mage said, it usually it's focused on elementals, but it also kind of relates a little bit to Jasper. He's just thinking he knows what he can do now. He just needs to basically create the power to force Priscilla's soul back into the world. Ah, I knew that was his plan. I knew it. I knew it. And he's too busy crying still because he saw Priscilla crumble to dust. So he's not thinking straight. Happy crying? Because he knows what to do? No. Oh, okay. Well, no. He's still in shell shock. Yeah, he didn't hear any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't hear much. So you guys can roll your hit dice for your short rest. So what I heard is as long as I kill someone, I can then oh use God. their body to transfer. Or It'll... create a new body. As Ooh. he was talking about uh, the creation of elementals. That sounds more difficult than killing someone in the party. Oh my God. That is true. Wait, in the party? <laughs> he, can just go, uh, he, can, he, can go, he can go abduct students and just put Priscilla's soul into that. Exactly! <laughs> Except Jasper's slightly elitist and believes Gnomish is the best to race. <clears throat> so it has to be a gnome. So you guys are lucky. All right, so you guys, uh, why don't you roll your hit dice? And then we will continue on with the adventure. Gonna play his little song. Which means every everyone gets an extra d6. Well, a singular extra d6. 16 hit points, so I'm full. I'm also going to spend some of the... Get my spell slots back. Oh, uh, yeah. I spent three hit dice, so... I am nearly full now. I get three first level spells back. I'm sorry. I should be honest. I get three magic missiles back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Spent a bunch of hit dice, but got a bunch of stuff back. Gunner's feeling good. And so as you guys are sitting there, the magical fire in the middle of the room like starts to flicker and shrink. And by the time your hour rest is over, it is completely out. Mm. Aragorn, could you cast light or something? Yeah, what should I cast it on? Does anybody have something they want me to cast light on here? Oh, maybe that guy's stuff, because I'm going to go steal all of it. Okay, well, I'll cast light on this big old great axe. How about you cast light on me, since I'm the only one that can't see? I can't see now, right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, if Theo will be next to all the bad guys, so Jasper, you'll be able to see whatever he's next to. I summon my bird, the Gutenberg, and I ask you to cast it on it. <gasps> yes! 
Way to go, Nate. That, that would stuff. be pretty cool. That'd be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, your spell book like flutters and folds itself into a uh, the form of a of a crow. Kaka, motherfuckers. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> what, what would you like? Nothing. Be blindingly bright. Where are you, fell? And it looks at uh, Aegon. Oh sure. Light me up. I'll I'll cast light on it. Oh. And, uh, it like becomes a stunning beacon of light. Yeah. So Gunner goes over to the uh, stuff that the mage left behind, and most of it's just notes. It's not anything Gunner can actually understand. He finds some basic supplies in the bag, and really the only thing of interest he finds is he finds two spell scrolls. Hmm. One is a spell scroll of Conjure Fire Elemental, which is a fifth-level conjuration spell, and there's a spell scroll of Fireball. The third level version of the spell. Very nice. Uh, Can Aegon go look over the cliff at what the mage was looking at? Or if he can see anything in particular. Yeah, he can. He he goes and he looks over the edge and he sees that the mage was looking into a chamber. A large open chamber. Ceiling's about level with the ceiling above you. Plus the fifty feet drop, so it has like a has like an eighty foot ceiling, and the inside of this chamber is just full of massive swaths of fungi, and they just it covers the walls, the floors, and the ceiling. They are abs- the fruiting bodies are absolutely massive, like the smallest ones being about five feet wide, and the tallest ones being almost fifteen. Uh, and there are tendrils of mycelium just reaching out all over the place from the walls and the floor. And Aegon can see just a haze clouding it. <sighs> he doesn't like that. Can he do a nature check to see if he can identify any of the mushrooms? Uh, yeah. Woohoo. That is a 16. Okay. They appear to be normal mushrooms. But they have grown to these massive proportions. And you can see just based on their size and maybe uh, he can see some faint glows coming from inside of them. He can ascertain that they seem to have some sort of magical properties. Interesting. That might be worth checking out whenever we come back up. If we come back up. Or now. Whichever one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, AJ, very pessimistic. I, did yeah, you seriously. see how that thing just you know, cold cocked him in the face with that natural 20? It, he's got the most health out of anybody. He just went down, man. It's, I think it's realistic to be a little pessimistic in this situation. This shit's nuts. Well, it's gone, so you don't need to worry about it. You don't know. There could be another one. Out of sight, out of <laughs> mind. Come on, AJ. Um, if no one else is doing anything, um, Fio, I think, is going to stand up from his rest. Um, and he'll, he'll gather his axe they left across the way and uh, he'll kind of call everybody over to um, where the light source is and say um, guys I've been thinking about it and I think um, I think he might be right there there might be another half to me oh well um, is, is he the good half or the bad half uh, well I think the bad half for sure um, oh well 
We'll kick his butt then. Well, How's that? That's fine and dandy, but it, no, it's a little more serious. If if that's what he says, he might be down there. I I've met him once before. And Fior, what are we talking about? Is this a romantic partner or something? Is that what you mean by another half? No, I think he's connected like to my soul. Okay, that sounds weird. That sounds like oh, almost okay. exactly what you that said. Makes, that makes more sense. Don't worry. It was my I mistake. Like, <laughs> I feel like you're not taking it the way I want you to. And I'm trying to be more serious about this. I thought... I'll just explain. I thought this was just like an elemental being that popped up out of nowhere, but well, you guys know how I talked before about my village and everything. I'm kind of like the local hero and stuff like that with, with you know, being a firefighter and all that. Well, I just suffice to say there was this one time where there's this gigantic fire and I stopped it, but I was the cause of it. And what happened was this being was, I thought it was an elemental, just this fiery figure spoke to me and he said that I wasn't like anyone else. He said that I'm... Basically, he said I wasn't me. I, I, I was something else entirely that's not supposed to be me or something like that. And he said that we were connected. And then I just got so mad and I I freaked out. You know how I you know do the big you know, whoosh thing with the fire and everything when I get mad? Well, I did that and this gigantic... His barn caught on fire, the whole mountainside and everything, and I, he was terrifying, and he was so strong. I, if he's down there, it's, it's gonna be bad, and I'm, I don't know if I can control myself, and I don't want to hurt you guys. Oh, come on, Theo, you couldn't hurt me if you tried. Gunner, this is serious, and he just, like, puts his hands on his shoulder. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I might not be me anymore, and I might try to kill you. I don't know. This stuff is crazy. And there's an amalgam of students. And there's this fire. There's mushrooms. This is serious. Fine then, Fio. If it'll go down there, whatever you turn into, I hope it's a good guy. But I got stuff I gotta do, so you better hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, yeah. Otherwise, we'll stop you. Well, good. And Fio's gonna hand... But listen, oh, sorry, Fio, that... Gunner's gonna grab his shoulder and say, But Fio, that's not going to happen, okay? Listen, we've come a long way from where we started. You've learned so much on how to control yourself. I think whatever's down there, maybe rightfully you're scared, but but you can handle it, okay? I believe in you. Are you sure? I, I love you guys, but I don't know, man. I mean, Fio, if facing the big bad other half of yourself isn't something that heroes do, I don't know what is. I think you're... I think you're right. Yeah. And that's what we do, right? That's us? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, come on, Goober. I, I'm not going to give you any other compliments. You're not going to fish any more out of me, okay? <laughs> Let's do this thing. Okay. Um, Aegon... I don't know what's between us right now, but I'm sure it's just some sort of misunderstanding. I... Hmm. I what do you mean, Theo? Exactly. I, I... I. He puts his hand on Aegon's shoulder. You are like a brother to me. And sometimes brothers get mad at each other. But it doesn't mean I love you any less. Oh, I've never been mad at you, Theo. I'm going to ignore that for a moment. <laughs> 
just disappointed. Jasper, that's awful. Let's let's get going. All right, so which direction are our adventurers going to go? Are they going to follow the river further into the cave, or are they going to scale this 50-foot drop <laughs> into the fungus-filled room? I, I think we should do the river. Since I don't need to breathe, I vote for the fungus. Of course you do. Well, since... Wait, oh, okay, I, w- I thought you were going to say river. I was going to say, since Gunner is good at climbing and just kind of okay at swimming, I vote for the f- uh, fungus as well. Well, I will say, it is going to be a very hard climb because it's pretty much vertical. It's textured, but it's just vertical, and mm. you can't use a rope because there is nowhere to tie it to unless you have something that you can drive into the stone. So you will all be free climbing, just so you're aware. To the river we go. I say I think it's the river because I don't. We don't have any more like hit dice and stuff. We just used all that to to get back up to what we are now. I think it's probably safer to do the river. Okay. I mean, whatever you guys think is better. I say my my, my vote is on the fungus, but you guys think the river is better? We'll go that way. I'll give you guys a hint. Both are equally bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Josh. Yay, Josh. I just have one question. Which one requires more breathing? <laughs> what? Which one are you guys going to go into? Because <laughs> I want to pick the opposite. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, I'd actually say they both probably require the same amount of breathing. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, jeez. Hopefully little. Is Fio the only one who wants to do the river? How deep is the river? Um, It's about um, uh, knee deep for you guys, but if you look like at the edge of the chamber, it kind of opens up into a larger chamber. And the uh, the water looks like it gets pretty deep, oh. like maybe like like it looks like it probably it looks like it probably gets like twenty feet deep, and there's water like pouring in from the ceiling, like probably from the lake above. Oh gosh! So you will have to be swimming. All right, yeah, I think I vote for the fungus. Oh yeah, no, that sucks terrible. Let's let's not do that. Yep, <laughs> fungus. <laughs> Fungus. <laughs> okay. Fungus All right. Good. So we're going to have Theo stand there and let us anchor onto him so we can get down. <laughs> I mean, he might be able to. Because he's so much heavier than us. He's a chunky <laughs> what boy. What pack do you have? Do you have the pack that has pythons in it? Someone could free climb and <clears throat> install pythons in the rock face and then thread a rope through them, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let me double check. I can't remember which one has those. I mean, I have an explorer's pack. I feel like it's the Dungeoneer's pack. Probably. Applied Dungeoneer's pack. Oh, my God. (laughs) Coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) To a Patreon near you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't have anything. Uh, Um, Yeah. Let's see. I mean, guys, I I, I think this will be helpful. Let's gather at the campfire and smoke some elven weed, and then we can really think <laughs> no, of a good yeah. idea. It's, it's the Dungeoneer's Pack that is Pythons. It's the Dungeoneer's Pack. So, that doesn't look like a plan for us. <laughs> Both <laughs> plans are terrible, my god. <laughs> well, you guys ready to do some free climbing? Yeah, let's go at it. I'm ready to fall. Well, we could, I mean, we could do somebody holds the rope and maybe see how... At least, even if the rope can't go all the way down, I think climbing some of it with a rope is better than climbing none of it with a rope. Like, maybe, so, like, if you could stand up and just kind of help, like, 
basically act as like a helping hand, but with the rope, just kind of hold it as the person climbs down, maybe? I think I think if Theo is holding on to the rope, it's still going to be unsteady since it's not fastened. I think Theo will give people advantage if they are trying to climb down using the rope. Okay, yeah. I think it'd be good. I think we have like one thing of rope left. Hey, Josh. What? Can I spend 10 minutes and cast my phantom steed and then we <laughs> tie the rope around the steed so we can go down? Or do I need to mount my steed and have it jump off the cliff? Oh my gosh. And break its bones. Oh my I God. You know what? You know what, Nate? I didn't even think about that as an option. I think your phantom steed would be heavy enough to hold the rope for you guys to fasten it. Hey, then Theo could do ah. it. That's great. Theo could climb down the rope too. Yeah. And then you, then when the steed disappears, you can just pull the rope down with you. So that way you don't give it up. Oh my gosh. It lasts for one hour. There we go. See, I thought we were going to have a reverse Yoshi situation. <laughs> where you, where you ride it off the cliff and you just like... Wait, it take the fall damage, and then, then it just kind of dies and disappears. Well, well that's like, what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump like it off the cliff and break its legs. Yeah, but we're not oh, going to do that oh, because we're going to do the rope thing. So let's do the rope thing. So is is that what we're going to do? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. We've got like one thing of rope okay. Better than any plan I got. That's the best plan. So Jasper takes 10 minutes. I'll ritual cast it. To ritual cast his phantom steed. And it stands its ground sturdily at the edge of the drop. And you guys will have to free climb the last 10 feet down. Okay. Oh, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. I'll take that. But since the rope's fastened, I think you can just climb down it. So you guys are still going to have to give me that hard <laughs> check to, <laughs> to climb down that last 10 feet. But the worst case is you might only fall 10 feet. Okay, cool. I'll go last... Because <laughs> just so you don't I'll... lose concentration. Right, yeah. Yeah, kind of. All I'll right. go first. Unless I feel like dumping one of you guys down. I got a 15. Okay, so Gunner takes the rope down, but when he goes to free climb the last 10 feet, he slips and he falls 10 feet. Oh, man, this really is hard. Oh, rip. So Gunner takes one point of falling damage. Nice. Owie. <laughs> Just to be, I thought I remember this. You can cast ritual spells you've not prepared if you use the 10 minutes to cast it, right? Yes. You don't have to have okay. it prepared. Who's next? Uh, I think Vez will go next. Oh, go ahead. She's not going to try to free climb. She's just going to let go of the rope she's, and drop. She's gonna, yeah, she's going <laughs> to drop. Yeah. And use her reaction so that she takes no damage. That's so okay, cool. Okay, cool. Aegon will climb down next, I suppose. Okay. He gets to the last 10 feet. Give me that check. Wow, I got a natural 20, so that's uh, uh, wow. 19. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Fio's going to go down. Okay. Uh, he's got an 18. Okay, Fio's good. He gets all the way down, drops, and it is on to Jasper. Oh, it's not a concentration spell. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you could have gone first. Yeah, let's go. I'll go climb down. Give you my amazing dexterity. Uh, very low. At 10. Nice. How much fall damage do I take? Uh, one fall damage. Woo! Oh, nice. And now I get my horse to come down with me. How many hit points does it? How many hit points does it have? <laughs> I don't know. And they don't, don't make the horse jump. Come on. Fine. I'll cast the horse. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can. Well, next time you have 10 minutes to do it. Hey, guys, wait. 
Well, I, don't think, I need my horse back. I don't think we should wait in this fungus area. And, and Fio takes like a cloth out of his bag. I think he's going to put it like, over his face. No! Because everyone has inhaled the spores. Yeah! Now that they've gotten down here. I don't need to breathe. <laughs> everyone except for Jasper has inhaled the spores. Yay. So everyone is going to have to give me a constitution saving throw. Except Jasper, because he's not breathing. <laughs> Except for Jasper, and he's not because he's not breathing. Yes. Oh goodness. And I'm resistant to poisons. Oh my god. Well, because I now am proficient in Constitution saving throws, <laughs> thanks, Dragon. Uh, that is a 23 for Gunner. Aegon got a 14. It's a 19. Oh, if you got a natural 20, woo! Good job, Fio. Yeah, So our adventurers all climb down into the fungus room, and they all inhale the spores, and they cough for a little bit, but their bodies are able to overcome the the toxins. Yes. Yay. We're adventurers, and we're heroes, and that's what we do. So they look out across the room, and they prepare themselves for whatever punishment is soon to come. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.